Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Music by Kevin McLeod. Hey, man, let's go on a bike ride. Come on. There are really just two types of people. Those who say, I can't. And those who say, I can. These people have been summoned here by themselves for their 1,700 different reasons. Their unity comes from their mantra, I can. And their destination, a place they absolutely have to get to. What they will do to get there is monumental by anyone's standards, even their own. All right, you have found us playing on the words of the immortal Ricky Bobby. Singing along with me, Mark. Third time's the charm. If you ain't first, you're Peck Miller. <laughs> hey, perfectly practiced. You never would have imagined. Elbow deep we are into the PMS. I will explain that in a minute. In the studio, I am Pat Bolger. I'm Mark Hudson, And we are making this up as we go along, if you couldn't tell. For those of you not listening to the actual podcast who are listening to us and seeing us live, we actually have the cameras up and running. Sorry about that. You're thinking, oh, they looked so handsome in my, in, in my mind. We've always had a good face for radio. Yeah. We've yeah. always had perfect. I mean, Mom even said I, I've always had a good face for radio. Exactly. But now here we are stuck sitting across from each other in the PMS. I came up with that pack filler mobile studio. Yes, it is disguised in his RV, but boy, we can broadcast from it. It's tight squeeze, actually, but it's it's all right. Yeah, it's amazingly spacious. There's even a bathroom in this thing. There is, there is, and we have it mic'd and cameraed. So if you want to go and you know let some beer free, uh, you're welcome to. Absolutely, <laughs> it's remarkable. I mean, how much space this doesn't have and how much is used. Yeah, I absolutely. Mean, oh no, yeah, that's the thing about these toys, and, and um, I guess you know in, that's kind of going to take us on the theme of the show today. But I, we'll get into that in a little bit. But the fact that they're lighter, they're uh, you know compact. This one's got kind of a cool aerodynamic attempt at shape to it. And sure, we're going to have it out of the events this year, so you can uh, you can check it out and maybe do a couple shows from it. And if you want to come in and make a comment, let's we'll see if we got AC. 
Absolutely. I'm not screwing around. This thing is great. I'm not screwing around. Yeah. Microwave, AC, fridge. Wow. Yeah. It's just nice. like, so when the wife kicks me out, I'm good to go. Yeah, no kidding. Just yeah. drive down the street. Exactly. Yeah, we are uh, definitely need to uh, start the show as we always do, thanking some of our friends, primarily uh, the Sufferfest. Uh, Dave McQuillan over at the Sufferfest videos. It's getting time to uh, maybe get your ass outside, I'm thinking, a little bit. But um, if you're not able to, like, oh, I don't know, we are. What a week. What a stupid, oh, stupid week. It is. It is starting to piss me off, too. That's ridiculous. This is too much. Yeah, we're at the point now where, um, for those of you in warmer climates, again, screw you, um, but we're now at the point where we're still getting snow, and it's uh, tomorrow's May. Yeah, and normally we don't. No, tomorrow's I mean, the last day of April, but anyway. Eh, tomorrow's pretty much May. Close enough. Round up. Yeah, and so and we're getting all this crap falling from the sky. I'm still doing Sufferfest videos. I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah. And I, I man, I just... I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, I'm having a tough time. Um, but, hey, let's let's thank uh, David for getting us this far. Oh, yeah. They're I mean, good. He was a good man, and he is a good man. He still He's is, not yeah. dead. And, um, and so check out those videos, folks. you got to go through our link on the website. Uh, click on the Sufferfest. I won't sell it to you because if you're listening to the podcast on a regular basis, you know what we think about them. Awesome uh, videos. Yeah, and we awesome. go into that every week. So Exactly. Yeah, if you, just tune into a previous show. You bet. Contact us through Twitter, through Facebook. We have uh, Pack Filler up on all of the, the above. Uh, drop us a note. We're starting to get some, some notes from you guys, and we appreciate all you guys sending us stuff. And, and your some of your wonderful opinions have always been enjoyable. So um, if you're having a tough time get to, getting the show, we are, on, of course, on iTunes if you want to listen away from work. So look, look us up on iTunes under... Uh, I think it's no, it's under both the Pack Filler podcast and under uh, GS Bulger, so you can check it out and get it there. And lastly, if you just want to cut with all the chase, cut our Android application off of our website and get the show free whenever you want. But if if you don't have an Android phone, no, it doesn't. Um, it probably won't do you much good. No, what? Who doesn't have an Android phone? I mean, come on, all those people with iPhones. That's who doesn't. Yeah, but we don't like them because we're jealous. Yes, that's true. Apple products are a little too slick for us. They're nice. Going They're old really school. freaking nice. And I, I want one. Gimme. Um, but uh, welcome to the show, everybody. It's, uh, it's, it's been a long two weeks. It has. It has been a long two weeks. And um, we're, we're going to talk about a whole bunch of fun stuff. We had our first um, a live event of the year just about... A week ago. A week ago. And and that was actually kind of fun. Um, We were over at the Spokane River Run, a a very interesting event, I guess, in itself. We talked it up quite a bit in the past show, but it was a good time. We had a lot of fun there. And uh, Mark was there for a while. About an hour, hour and a half. (laughs) Um, You know, I did my time. I I made my cameo appearance. It's kind of like, you know, Sean Connery. He did. Yeah, you showed up and it was... Harry Potter. Movie you came, or actually you came up at the perfect time to sell it too, and that that was what actually kind of ticked me off because you know it's like I've been there for a good portion of the day, and then Mark shows up, and it's like, oh, you guys are awesome! Hey, let's let's uh, do all these wonderful things, and you're like, yeah, of course, of course, why wouldn't we? This is how I roll. This is how it always is. And I'm leaving now. I'm hungry. <laughs> Enjoy your gummy bears. Oh, <laughs> oh, that was all I was fed. Everybody was gummy bears and cookies and. My training's going to crap. Awesome. The uh, the one thing is, giving a shout-out to the River Run, um, that's always a great race. Kind of a, a local event here that absolutely transcends reality. I mean, it you can do, what is it? Is it 
a, a 5K, 5K, 10K, yep. and 5 mile. Or is it a 5K? 5K, 10K, 25K, 50K. Yeah, 50K. Yeah, do that math for everybody not in a metric state, in a metric country. That is just 31 over 30 miles. miles. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Yeah. I mean, off-road, though. And it's not an easy off-road race. The organizers have been doing it forever, as yeah. far as I know. Yeah. I mean, the Pilgrims came, and there was a trail run. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> that that race itself, I hope it's around for 20 more years, 30 more years, 100 more years. Absolutely giving a huge shout-out to it because it really is great. If you ever want to do a challenging trail run, whatever your ability, go down there. It's a hoot. Yeah, and we had a lot of fun at that one. And the the year is now really starting to unfold in front of us here. Uh, Windermere Marathon coming up on the 14th of May. Mark and I will mm-hmm. both be there at that one. Uh, Mark will be a married man by then, but we'll I talk will. about that here in a second. 24-hour uh, around the clock, a uh, little mountain bike action. Um, I know that's the next weekend, isn't it? That is the 28th and the 29th. All so right. no, that's two weeks after Yeah, two now weeks. that I do my math. Uh, uh, is that Memorial Day weekend? Yes. Okay. It is. It is. And that should be an actually, that should be an interesting one. Uh, mind you that, uh, just first of all, mountain bike, second of all, 24 hour race is an experience within itself. And I think if, if my announcing partner here is up for it we might do a show from that when we're off air when we're off announcing i think it'd be kind of fun to haul into this thing and do a show oh absolutely talk to somebody out there get some people in there who want to chat up the show so if you're planning on participating in that event event uh, come and come and play with us we're going to be having fun there so um and we will also you know doing the podcast we'll be doing a live event show so it's always that's a fun race i i raced that last year i think i might have mentioned that in the show uh, one of the earlier shows and it's a hell of an experience uh, doing 24-hour races. Uh, the people out there are, are – it's kind of a Woodstock meets well, – I don't know what. It's it's kind of a hippie event, but it's kind of a cool hippie event. So it, it's it's a lot of fun. So we'll be there 28th, 29th, and then uh, just a little bit further down the schedule, the good old-fashioned Radiant Lake Try. Oh, that's a great race. That is. Um, second year. Yeah, this uh, is the second year, yeah. Yeah, and then, so we'll be out there having a lot of fun with that one. And that's that's a quick one, isn't it? It's Short a sprint. Distance? It's yeah. a sprint. Okay. Yeah. I think uh, for those of you guys, it may already be sold out. I don't know if it is. I know that Race the River, is that right? Race the River, the other event put on by those guys, yep. is sold out, I think, or darn close. I haven't talked to Kurt and Christine, but yeah. I, I would guess it is because that thing has gone bigger and bigger every year. It's huge. It is. It's out of control. <laughs> and it's out of control because it's such a great race. Yeah. It's, it's a know. So um, we'll be out there at that one, and uh, if that's the tri-season kind of kicking into high gear for us. So. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Lots of stuff to come along there, and too. And, of course, the live show is going to be out and about uh, still uh, planning the Zola shows. We we are. I believe uh, there will be a Zola show next week, but nothing to do with pack filler. <laughs> You've been told all this already? Well, Roger told me that, that that's where we'll end up. That's oh. all I know. Okay. okay. I don't know what's going on. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Mark Hodgson is, and, and this is perfect timing because tonight is the royal wedding. And so I, 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 I talked up the show saying that we're talking about the other royal wedding. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Prince Mark, how are things coming? Well, the reason is I, I would think of myself as Prince Mark very similar as, um, well, without the attractiveness, much like Lady Di, and the fact that I will never be royalty without my wife. Um, <laughs> re- realistically, I'm marrying, yeah. I'm marrying into royalty. Let's face it. You're not as dopey looking as Charles, though. No, and actually there is a YouTube video of him trying to break dance today, which is just brilliant. Oh, 
God. Yeah, back in the day. Oh, okay. So it's not like I'm going to bust a move for my son's wedding reception. No, 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 no. Just back in the day. And I don't know if Charles was... I think he was always a good sport. Probably never cool. (laughs) Well... First of all, how can you expect to ever be cool being raised that way? I mean, I guess uh, the prince is cool. Maybe somebody will have to tell me that. Prince William? I don't know. I don't know him. I mean, we don't hang out. Ever since he did the whole military thing, he never calls. Yeah. We were talking about the nuptials. We were talking about how the wedding plans are coming, young young man, young master. They're they're young going good. Royal wedding mocker, and um, so you you are not stressed about this. What not really? Going no, on? no. I mean, well, I'm marrying a great girl. Uh, most of this, it's a pretty simple wedding. Um, Fifty people. Uh, that's it. Yeah, that's oh, it. Wow. Yeah, I you made the cut. No, thank God. And so it's fifty people total. Um, I, we've got great people coming to the wedding. My buddy's actually my friend Bill Rambo, good guy, um, is actually marrying us. So, oh, wow. uh, I mean, you know, really, I, it's just it's uh, it's really kind of a a much easier thing to do when you're 39. Um, <laughs> who knew? Who who'd have thought? Yeah, you know, when the, when your father-in-law once upon a time, like mine did, looked at me and said, "I will pay you to go elope somewhere." Oh yeah, and I should have taken him on it. I, well, here's what I screwed up on, and this is – let this be a lesson, and Leisha and I – once you tell people you're getting married, and if you've never been married before like myself, okay, people are willing to come to your wedding no matter where you have it. And so you, you know, there's probably going to be like 10, 15 people that would have traveled, and we wanted to do it in Hawaii, and that was our first choice. And you know, like Roger was willing to travel, and he was trying to figure out flights from his race. Wow. And, really? Yeah. And, and I mean – I. Better I man just, than I am. Yeah, and that's I, I thought, well, my mom might not even be able to make it if I if I do it in Hawaii and, and it just didn't seem fair to people to put them through that. So yeah. the way to elope is really to do it in secrecy. Trust me, folks, do not tell anyone. <laughs> Go and elope wherever you want. Yeah. And then come back and throw a party for your friends. That's how you do it. Otherwise, <laughs> You just might as well bite the bullet and have a ceremony, and that's what we're doing. And yeah. I'm actually I'm excited for the bachelor party. I'm really excited. I know I, what's going on, and I'm not telling. I know I don't know what's going on, but I talk about great guys and a, a you've good shaved group your of chest, fun. right? Oh, absolutely. Okay, good, good. Yeah. Because you know we really just wanted to make sure that everything was clean. Well, I just hate to get chafed. Yeah, again, nobody wants that. No, it's just nobody not pretty. You remember the last time? Oh God, I, no! I just I, well, yeah. <sighs> Guy looked like he was finishing a marathon. One of those bloody nipple guys. Oh, I know. And you know, I just I don't know. When you get me a stripper, could you please make sure that this person does not look like Grizzly Adams? <laughs> hey, I needed the work. <laughs> oh man, we've got to cut all kinds of fun kind of stuff. Uh, talk about on the show. Um, first. Oh, you know, we talk all the time about cycling, and we talk all the time about triathlon. Are you doing Bloomsday? What's that? Oh, oh is that a race? God, you oh, know, no, I love I... Bloomsday. Actually, I really do. I um, are you I, being serious? I do. I've run Bloomsday. I used to run it every single year. Um, I've never really run it that fast, oh, but I've I've yeah. always enjoyed running it. And you know, uh, yeah, it's a great race. I'm uh, I'm doing it. Nice. Um, well. Well, let's be honest. I'm doing it with my wife and my son. Just, oh, that's cool. Just turned 12 yesterday. Happy birthday, Jay. 
Um, but uh, last year we did it for the first time, and it was you know it's a for those of you on the around the the globe, and thank you by the way for all the the listeners we're getting from around the globe and the emails. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and it, it's a nice. It's not a ten k. It's seven point something. Twelve k. Okay, there we go. It's seven point like four three or something. Curse you, America, for not going metric. See what you've done to us. I uh, know. Uh, and it's uh, it's it's a fun little it's a fun little race. It's one of the biggest ones in the country. It is, I think, the biggest timed event in the country. It's it's a fun event, and um, I usually don't break my rule, which is only run when chased. But because I'm doing it with the family, I'm doing it. So uh, went for my first run of 2011 on Saturday. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, didn't walk very well on Sunday. Yeah. Um, the stairs were, I, I honestly, at the base of every flight of stairs, thought, is this trip really necessary? True, true. And um, many times they weren't. And, you know, that's the great thing about having children, because they'll go get whatever you need, because Daddy went for a run. Huh. Um, so I'm not, I don't know. I think Monday's going to suck. Now, one of our previous podcasts, this is one of the first ones... You had the special running shoes that supposedly make your legs stronger just by running in them. Absolutely. And you and still have those. No, I don't. I, I, I actually ran them into the ground. I, I used uh-huh. them so much that I, I did. And um, Newton's yeah, were Newtons. the name of those shoes. Um, they kind of teach you to do that four, mid-four-foot strike. And um, I'm still running that, but um, I'm not paying 120 bucks for a pair of running shoes anymore because I, I don't run. I mean, uh, the majority of my running consists of... Uh, Oh crap! That guy's got a gun, mm-hmm. or it consists of doing things like this. And you know, oh I'll crap! Some... I've got Bloomsday. Oh crap! I've got Bloomsday. Yeah, exactly. So I, you know, I don't train enough to do that. Um, so why go out and spend that kind of cash? My wife's a runner. My wife's a big. Runner. She runs quite a bit. Yeah, and I, I think she should get a pair, but I'm not going to do it. Okay. So we're running. We're we are running, and I'm, I'm I will let everybody know how horrible it went. And what color will you guys be starting in? Um, green. Green okay. is that? I don't. Is that good? I don't know. It was my understanding. I think like the you got the the first seed, which is the Kenyans. Yeah. The second seed. We're we're not with the Kenyans. The second seed. You have to run. I want to say like if you're a guy, thirty minute five mile run, race or faster. Which oh piece of cake will not be happening for me this year. Well, yeah. Um, maybe. We'll I remember the closest that. I ever got. I mean, I remember I ran like a thirty-four something at the Spring Dash one really? year, and yeah, a couple See, of years. But that's but that's a flat race. I was joking. Uh-huh. I'm not running that fast. I mean, I no, mean, but... me neither. Right now, I'd be. I mean, I'm. And then right now, I'm busting out the nines. It's oh, awesome. okay. Yeah. Um. But uh, then uh, then you've got I believe yellow, which is kind of the guys who are going to run it fast but don't quite qualify for the second seed. Oh. Then green, which is pretty darn fast. And then you got orange, and then you got like purple. I think you you're like they're following you with an ambulance. And yeah, strollers. Much, you can't have strollers, but no uh, more yeah. strollers. But I mean, you know, they've got the paddles out, just walking just, next to you. We clear. got them clear. Oh no, no, no to bend no. It down and tie a shoe. Yeah, okay, clear. It's fine. Oh no, farted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, he's good. He's just gas. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to it, but. I think I'm, I'm looking forward to it just simply for the honor of doing it with my kid and my oh, wife. Fun. You know, yeah. So it's a fun deal. It's, we're going to have fun with that. Uh, now, Jackson is he running regularly? Is he training for it? He's a soccer player, big soccer okay. player. So he's got that going, and he'll be he'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, the kid's pliable. Yeah, he is. He's like rubber. <laughs> yeah. 
Exactly. You should see how I fit him under the cupboard to go to bed at night. You know, mm. so it's, he fits just fine. It keeps growing though. That makes it harder. I know. I don't know what I'm going to do about that. Yeah, it's a bummer. Bricks, maybe on his head or something like that. Keep it's an that, option. Keep things lower. Well, just sandbags on his back or something. That something might compress do it. the spine. That might strengthen him though. Is the problem. That's true. And somebody will just take me. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. maybe. I mean, just don't feed him. Yeah. You know. This bags and don't feed him. Okay, okay. That's a plan. That is a plan. Well, feed him really bad stuff. Yeah. Like pixie sticks and nothing but pixie sticks. Oh, man. Pixie sticks. Uh. You're jumping all the topics. It is amazing, folks. I do all the, sh- uh, the show prep without Mark, and I kind of throw him at him at a surprise, and you're taking all the stuff. So I'm getting straight to it. Gas is going to reach six bucks a gallon. Yes, sir. Um, And I want to... Th- I want to be able to race this year. I want to be able to do all this kind of stuff. Um, you're looking online. You're seeing bikes for freaking nine grand, uh, you know, at least. Uh, I, I'll be honest. My bike in the house right now, four grand. I, but that's not that's not as expensive anymore. And, no. Um, I want to just talk about the concept of racing on the cheap. What do you really need to race on the cheap? I Ooh. want to talk to breaking it down into categories and figure out, how somebody can look at this sport from a distance and say, okay. I think it's actually more do- doable than you'd think because you start off with a young guy. You know, if you, you really got to, I think you first got to understand that it is a young man's sport. I mean, it, if you're going to compete and really try hard at it and, and maybe do something, I think, you know, if you're going to start off in the sport, cause that's when you should be doing it on the cheap, you know, let's say you're starting off. Look at what Chris Lucas was able to do on a steel frame bike yeah. last year. Yeah. So, so you start there. I think you start with the frame and the equipment and, and realize that maybe you don't need to drop four grand because what you need to do to start on the cheap and, and you hate to say it, you got to buy a used bike because do you though? Yes. I think you, you think do. so. Okay. Well, if you're, you're talking about racing on the cheap, because if you look at, let's say you want brand new Durace, it's going to run and on a, on an all carbon frame like a Pinarello or okay. something like that. They're running what, 12? You want to know something funny? Huh. I did a little bit of research and I put a, a computer. We've got computers up and fired here so we can play with this a little bit. I. Now, now we can't go with names. We can't talk specifics in terms of that. We got to understand that, you know, let's get over it and, and deal with it in terms of what we're getting for our dollar. Performance bike. All right, a, a perform like a high performance per- bike. performance bike shop. Oh, performance. performance! Oh, okay, bike. performance. Yeah, oh, online. Okay. You can go on performance bike right now. It's not cheap. Five grand. I can spend five grand and get a full carbon road bike with DI two Shimano DI two the Durace electronic electronic kit. Right now, I could go online and buy it right now. Five grand. What kind of wheels? I don't know. It's a Scatante, whatever the hell that means. But that's their in-house brand. Hmm. And Okay, so that had me thinking, do we really need the big-name bikes? My, I used to tell a lot of people, get your butt over to REI if you're getting involved in the sport. I know you're rolling your eyes. Um, but Never love the Novaras. But they're built by, I think at least they were. My wife built, was built by Giant. Really? Yeah. Full carbon bike, built by Giant. She had Sh- uh, SRAM Force on it with... Uh, just under two grand, but I do think there are there are some ways to do it, and I, I yeah. don't know. I mean, if you can get a good bike, and I'm not talking eBay, you know, I mean eBay no. because you aren't going to be able to necessarily see it. You may not know what you're looking at if you're just starting out. But if you can find a used bike that's been taken care of and babied, 
the resale on a used bike, if you're really racing on the cheap, the resale on a used bike is nothing. Yeah. You buy, I mean, that's what I'm saying is let's say you buy that $5,000 bike with the DI2. Well, I mean, you buy it and ride it once. What's it worth? Four? Oh, God, yeah. They're going to drop down Three? the second you roll them out of the yeah. shop. I mean, what's it worth? I mean, that and that's and that's a nice bike that'll be yeah. in great shape. You just, if you bought it used, you just saved yourself $2,000 for entry fees. Yeah. You know, so I that's why I would look at things of like, well, if someone would pay me $2,000 to look for a used bike, would I do it? Yeah. I probably would. Okay, so if you're going on cheap, you're going bare bones. What what can you? I mean, I honestly think too, in terms of componentry, what's bare bones? I'm just trying to save as much money as possible. So, you know, I bought a felt from a shop here, a shop, yeah, Fitness Fanatics, Alder, not no, all Shimano 105, which is entry level stuff. But That's what great. I want to talk about too, in terms of what you're getting for your money. 105 is it? Let's be honest. Other than the rolling up to the line factor and telling telling everybody, look, I got DI two. It shifts wonderfully. Yeah. What are you really getting? Can you race as fast on a one hundred five built bike as a guy with the DI two or Campy Record or whatever? For me, yes, because yeah. of my fitness level and my lifestyle, which is geared more towards being a lawyer than it is to be a bike racer. The I average think, Joe. Though. And and that's where I'm I'm going with the average Joe. I say the 105 performs better than the Durace back in the day. The 105 today oh, God, is yeah. amazing yeah. stuff. Um so that's why I'm saying and I bought that felt for I think $1700 all carbon. See what are we paying for? Why are we, why am I going and I'm rolling out a 9 grand Trek Madone? Do I really need a nine grand Trek Madone? But isn't it pretty? It is. It's gorgeous. And, and, and I, I, that, I, I can appreciate the Trek Madone and say if you bought the Trek Madone with DI2. probably rides amazingly. It's going to yeah. have a different feel. It's going to have probably stiffer carbon, uh, you know, a tighter weave. It's probably going to be a better rolling bike. I will be honest with you on that one. I think you do, you do somewhat get what you pay for. But once again, we're not talking about that. We're talking about racing on the cheap. And how do you get faster? Yeah. You get faster by racing. You don't get faster by not being able to race be, because you can't afford the entry fees or, or to travel. Yeah. So if your bike price is impeding your ability to travel, then you have no business buying that bike if you're racing on the cheap. Because racing on the cheap should include, I don't know, racing. Yeah. And it's also a thing of riding the bike you are – how do I say this without insulting – you deserve riding the bike. You deserve. Oh. I'm not going to go out and spend ten, fifteen grand on a bike because you know what? I'm not a ten, fifteen grand a bike kind of a rider right now. I, I, you know, I maybe once upon a time when I was hauling ass and traveling all over the country and doing all kinds of stuff like that. But nowadays, come on. I mean, I can get around. I love the sport. I can. I, I should be on one of my steel bikes down in my basement. I have a custom built Harry Gary road frame steel. Now, don't don't flinch, listeners, when you think steel. This is a beautiful, fully built, eighteen pound bike. Uh, beautiful fillet braised, fillet braised uh, fillet. That's fish. Uh, but uh, fillet braised bike. It rides wonderfully. It's got campy, not record, but the step down from it, and it's a great bike. I should be on that. Yeah, but I bought carbon because I fell victim to the carbon. Does ride really nice. It does, but so does steel, though. Oh, I mean, I mean, I saying... mean, that's a whole show in itself. Yeah, I mean, that's you know the steel's real and all that stuff. And, yeah, but uh, I and and I really love steel. 
as a as a material. I, I think it's just the greatest thing ever. But it is heavy, and carbon's pretty amazing stuff. So yeah. you know, it's kind of like, well, I would love. Yes, you can get across the Atlantic in a propeller plane. Jets are faster. <laughs> um, okay, okay, but there is enough affordable carbon out there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that you don't have to blow all that cash. We're talking about racing on the cheap. We're not talking about dreaming. You know, if I had a my dream to come true, I would go out and I'd buy something freaking expensive yeah i probably would i'd oh. buy that custom painted track Madone. oh absolutely or, uh, you know i actually i've always had my eye for i've always been a colnago man that's always been my dream. that's a pretty bike yeah it's but... a real pretty but but i gotta admit the trek madone is as pretty a bike as you'll find i think that is one of the prettiest road bikes out there i think it's just a good yeah. looking bike but yeah. having said that because this is all about racing on the cheap yeah. i would say you need to prioritize and the first thing you need to look at is you you need to plan ahead if you're going to race on the cheap. I remember going down to races and staying very you know usually you try to stay in a hotel if you could because it's easier to sleep. But we would we would shop at the grocery store. Yeah, you know. Okay. To me, that is a huge savings. Yeah. Oh, and God, it's yeah. it's generally better food. I mean, restaurant food is not that great to race on. No, I I couldn't agree more. I mean, those are the things. Um, okay, let's. But hold on, let's continue to talk about gear for a second. Okay. Um, uh, shoes. Just, you know, let's talk shoes, clothing, helmet, eyewears, uh, eyewear, add-ons, things like that. You know, what what are the main things that are needed that you're not going to skimp on? What are you going to spend your money on? Where are you going to cut costs? I'd probably spend money on shoes. Um, I think couldn't agree more. I think I'd probably I I wouldn't skimp on shoes. I would go with a good tight fitting shoe that's stiff and new and is not going to lose you know energy in the transfer to the pedal. I I wouldn't I wouldn't skimp on shoes and I wouldn't skimp on pedals either. Um, I'd probably buy a good set of pedals. I don't think I would go with that really great pair of cycle bindings that. Oh. Uh, that that you found at a garage sale, I I would probably go and get the Look Kios, or I would get, or or even a Speed Play if that's what you, if you're a Speed Speed Play guy, yeah, go yeah, with the whatever speed gets plays. your rocks off. Yeah, you know, there's some great pedal sets. Time, great pedals there. Um, I had one weird problem with Time pedals that I didn't think. Yeah. I, I let me tell you about Time pedals, which I love. I think they're a great pedal. I love the the float on them and everything. Well, they all have float now, practically. Yeah, so. but I, I always loved the Time pedals. They're great. Yeah. And I remember I was training for my first Ironman and. Uh, I was on a, I was just going out for a three hour ride and I get about an hour into it and literally, and it was about a week away, maybe two weeks away from the race, probably two weeks away from the race. And I'm doing three hours and I'm up over on Mount Spokane highway. And, uh, I go up this hill and I get up to, you know, and I pull out and I'm like, what the heck? And I try to reach down. I pulled the pedal off the spindle. Ooh. It was an old pair of looks. I mean, now. It, you go, wow, that's not very lucky. Wow. I've never done that. I don't, I've never heard of it being done, but the pedal literally came off. And I thought, well, that was actually really lucky because I never would have checked for it wow. in a race. I yeah. Mean, if that had happened in Ironman, my day'd be done. Oh, my God. Yeah. If that had happened in a crit, you, your life would be done. Yeah. That's what I mean. I mean, it would have been cycle bindings Ooh. all over again. Oh, God. Um, but, uh, if, if, if those of you who don't remember cycle bindings, if there is anybody out there listening to us that does remember, who cycle, remember bindings, cycle binding, uh, please send us an yeah, email. Absolutely. Right now, uh, get on our Facebook page or tweet us, and I will be there for you because that oh, – Oh, man. Those were bad days. Those were, those were the dark days of pedals, folks. 
but I guess back to we do digress a little bit. But I would say pedals and shoes. I would probably spend top dollar for. I would not necessarily buy used shoes. I Ew. would consider buying used pedals if they were not trashed. But you take your chances. So I'd probably I, buy new pedals. I too. think you could probably get away with. Um, personally, I've always been Looks. A, a firm believer of buying the best shoes you can buy because you, you that's something let's be honest uh your feet your body you know that, that you got to have comfort there you got to have quality there and that pedal to bike that's the only thing between you and the bike are your shoes and i, I mean i have custom footbeds in my cycling shoes and i've mind you i've had them since i was in college but I just take them out of a pair, put them in a new pair, and, uh, you know, I, they don't stink. They don't – well, my wife says they don't stink, and she would be the first one to tell me. They're old, they're old ski boot liners, and I just cut them down a little bit more and put them in my cycling shoe. They're freaking awesome. And uh, so that's what I do. And, I, and I, uh, I've been a CD man uh, for a long time, and I've never strayed away from it. I found a pair of CDs that I liked, and that's it. That's all I'm going to buy. I have a pair of Louis Garneau's. Do you? And I really like them. Do you? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I actually I, I did occasionally here and there stray away. I when time first came out with the clown shoes, I call them the oh, white I had shoes those. with the green they and the red. I had the yellow and the red. Oh, I was a step up. Were you really? Oh God, yeah, I'm better than you. What'd you have? I had the green, uh, the white with the green and the red. Oh, I had the white and the red, and I also had the all the white. Yellow. I had the green all white. And with just red. Little green splashes in the red straps. No, I didn't have green. I had the, like, the equipe, uh, you know, they were, you know, look at the size of these. I had yellow ones. Oh. And, and they were great. They were a great shoe, though. I don't I know if they them. were cool enough, though. I don't think they were as cool as me. You want to talk about clown shoes, yellow and red? Are you kidding <laughs> That's, me? I might give you that one. You roll up to the line in those and like, hey, Ronald. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my burger, bitch? Hello, <laughs> Yeah, they they were bad. Um, but I but I did shoe, straight. Though. I Loved did them. buy another pair. I uh, I had some Diodors as a kid that I freaking loved. They were awesome shoes. I had some Revots. Do you remember Revive? I do. I bought them. Are they still it, around? Be, no, Charlie Motte had them, and that's yeah. why I bought them. So I was uh, gonna say I, didn't, I, didn't, I haven't seen those. I had Lottos. They were a decent shoe. Oh my god! Yeah, that's oh wow. That's bringing it back. That is. Oh, you want this? Huh. I don't know if this this might be for your time. If I lose you, somebody else has to chir- chime in because uh, my first pair of high end cycling shoes were when I first started as a junior, and they were white Duigis. I had a pair of Duigis. Were they white though? The white Duigis no. were the bomb. They were so cool, and I had them. And everybody said, "Who's the new punk on the white Duigis?" I had black and yellow Duigis, and actually, I was a junior cyclist. I didn't know better. They were actually Rogers. Oh, and I bought. I, I was just getting into cycling. Duigis were cool. Yeah, and I had yellow. I think they're yellow and black Duigis. Oh I man, I think they were. I'm pretty sure Roger will have to yeah. send me an email on that. I think I had Roger's. I know I bought a pair of cycling shoes off Roger when I first got started. After that, I bought new. Oh wow, Roger! If you're listening live, chime in. Tell us on Facebook. Uh, we're in the we're in the PMS, so we can't necessarily take calls. But uh, I, I I'll make sure that we can next time. Um, but uh, my biggest mistake in shoes, and we we digress, of course, but that's kind of our gig. I had to buy them because of my name, and Bernardino had them. Patrick cycling shoe. Oh, that's a soccer shoe, isn't it? Oh, they were blue and they were cool looking. Horrible though. It, Mark, it was the most flexible sole I've ever had oh, in my no life. Way. I could I could take the heel of that and bend it to the toe of the shoe. 
That's a problem. I felt it coming under my arch support every pedal stroke. I raced for like three years on those things. Oh, my God. Yeah, they were not the highlight of my career. So I guess what we're saying <laughs> is don't skimp on shoes, boys and girls. Yeah. Don't do it. I think you can race on the cheap. If you cannot afford new shoes, you cannot afford to race. I'm I think, sorry. Yeah, I think you can buy a uh, a pedal that's a little bit heavier that might have a chromoly spindle or yeah. something like that. But you could, yeah. So you're okay. Don't skimp on your shoes. And really, I think you can buy a new cheaper shoe. I mean, you're looking at a hundred bucks, and no matter how cheap you're going, you really need to be able to spend about a hundred bucks on shoes. Yeah, yeah. You really do. Maybe a hundred fifty. Yeah. Maybe two hundred. I mean, yeah. they they if really are worth it. Go that crazy. But yeah. they will last. I mean, shoes don't. I mean, they really. Oh, God, unless no. you're jogging, your cleats will wear out way sooner than your shoes will. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm still doing winter training on my on old CDs, yeah. old CDs, but just because they fit the stationary bike pedals. Yeah. So yeah, screw it. Okay, how about uh, helmet, clothing, uh, eyewear, stuff like that? What are you going to keep? What are you going to skimp on? What are you going to go spendy? I would I would spend money on a helmet. Um, definitely. I would not not a lot of money, but I, mean, but do I would you need go a high end Giro, or no. can you go with a bottom line Giro? I would go with a Giro no. that looks good because you're going to want to look good rolling up. The Illuminati's listening. Yeah, I do. So I, I think you need to have a. Mind. I think you do have to have a helmet that looks good. You cannot get a ProTech helmet that you, you know. I mean, you want something one. I think number one, you want a, a fairly lightweight helmet, which is not hard to come by these days. No, it's yeah. a lot different nowadays. I'm not saying pick up one free from a yeah. cop. No, no. <laughs> or hey, nice. Can you get under a bridge with that? They do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I feel such a dipshit. People beating me up, <laughs> and you've got a gun. Oh, God, sorry, um, that was but... <laughs> my grade school years coming back to me. My dad always made me wear a helmet back before they were cool. Thanks a lot, Dad. All right, sorry, I'm back. Uh, well, how do you feel about that? Pat? I do. I, I, I... Um, but I would say, I would say, as far as helmets are concerned, definitely buy new. Um, because oh God, yeah, yeah because the one, shelf life of a helmet. So let's be honest, two years. Yeah. I'm given a shelf life of a helmet two years. Yeah, I mean, buy new because you you don't know if someone's dropped it or you know for your own safety, yeah. buy new. I don't and, want somebody else. You don't want sweat. somebody else's sweat. No, so no. buy new. Um, I would buy one that you like the look of. Honestly, I know that sounds crazy, but they're all pretty much safe. I think. Yeah. You know, a zero versus a. Um, what else am I, a specialized, I think that's a great looking helmet. You know, there's no, you know, one's not going to save your life any better than the other. No. But I do think, you know, you don't have to spend an arm and a leg. You don't have to go the top end zero, but I, you know, spend, you, you should get it new and it should fit your head. Yeah. And it should look cool for you. You got to like wearing it. And be vain. I yeah, got to say it, vain. be vain. Because when you're pulling a helmet on your head, I bought one, some, <laughs> some from online and I have, uh. I've and I thought, oh, that's cool. You know, Johan Museo looks cool in that one. I'm buying that one. I get it to my house and I realize that guy was bald and I have hair and now my head looks like I'm a freaking mushroom character from a Nintendo game. I will say one thing, one of the best things for mountain biking to hit road, which is I, I think, you know, you don't see a lot you of You say visors, I'm kicking you out of this trailer. No, the rock lock on oh, the back. Okay. Uh, oh, the, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's the one thing. I think that came right out of mountain biking, and that makes your helmet fit so nice. It does. And I uh, love that on my helmet. I mean, you just go kick it, and yeah. it's it's like. You might have dated yourself by saying rock lock. But is that what it used to be called, though? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Way back when. But that's way, basically. Way back when. Yeah, back in the day before they had the clicky thing. My day. We had to tighten our helmets with straps. Yes, and the other Made thing. Made out of leather. The other thing I will say for all anybody who's considering. Racing. Here's something you're really going to want to do, just in case you bought the helmet without the rock lock. Um, go ahead and try the helmet on before the race and get it on frontwards. 
Oh, don't and you feel bad seen, for haven't people? Haven't we seen that rolling up to the line? And and like I've even seen an official one time back in the day stop the race and tell someone to put their helmet on front. <laughs> the straps. Oh, the straps going across the eyes. Ready to race. I'm ready to race. Let's go. Yeah. Pay no attention to the fact that I'm in running shorts and a wife beater. Mm-hmm. But uh, those are bad. Yeah. yeah, you feel sorry for Um people. But I think uh, the one thing I, I do think you can skimp on a little bit, and I hate to say this, vein-wise, you may not be able to. Okay. Eyewear. I think there's a lot of good eyewear out there. I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, you've got you've got brands. Tofosi. Yeah. I, you read my mind. Okay, that that's creepy because I agree. Those Tifosi ones are awesome, and they don't look they they look don't bad look, at all. No, they look actually pretty damn good, mm-hmm. and I I think some of them are perfect. Now, mind you, these are not glasses you're going to wear while you're walking around downtown. Probably unless, not, unless you want to want to look like Dwight from The Office, which is cool like too. Which is cool. Dwight Love from The you, Office Dwight. is good. I am the assistant to the assistant regional manager. <laughs> okay, you're kidding. But um, but yeah, you don't want to don't wear your Oakleys downtown. Don't be that guy. I do wear my Oakleys to oh. when we do an event. A lot of times I wear I'll wear I'll wear a pair of sunglasses. That's like a that. sporting related theme. I so I'll that. cut you some slack there. Yeah. But I, I think I think you get to that point where but you But I don't know there. if I'd wear Rudy Projects to a sporting event. I don't know. I draw the line. I couldn't tell you why. So you're a brand bitch. I kinda am. Really? I think the Rudy's pretty much belong on the bike. But, but Oakleys don't? I know. The 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 wide Oakleys, like Lance Armstrong Oakleys. Oh, I don't know. I wouldn't wear those around. Okay. Uh, I have You're a talking pair about half, framed in. Yeah, I have a pair of half jackets that I, I've worn to a couple of our races. But Okay. And they're and they're great. That's a great I love Oakleys. They fit my face well. It's a good it's a good brand and but it is a bit pricey. And if you're racing on the cheap and, and money's tight I don't know. I mean I would rather see you buy a clean chain and a yeah. new sprocket. Oh, as yeah. opposed to spending two hundred dollars on when you can do forty, fifty bucks on Tifosis. And Tifosis yeah. are very adequate and they'll protect your They're eyes. They're good to go. And no, you'll get I like agree. three pairs of lenses with them. Yeah. I really uh yeah, that's I, I really I've gotta say I think while you may not want to skimp on eyewear, if you are a European pro, you're gonna want to look cool. And and vanity is that's a show in and of itself, but vanity is a part of this sport. And you are going to want to look pretty sharp at the at the upper end. You're going to want to look put together. But if you're just starting out and you're in the fours or the threes, you know, do do what you need to do to perform and and perform well. A new a new clean chain is going to far outperform eyewear or kick somebody's ass yeah. wearing freaking aviators. Don't so, so worry about it. Yeah, you know, if you if you're going to have hairy legs and you better be there to dish out the pain yeah. to everybody else. Absolutely. Otherwise, you will be made fun of. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you if, you know wear the wear the old Oakleys if you can dish out the pain and and, yeah. and look back at someone and wink. Yeah. By all means, do it. Oh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, that's okay. So what's the next piece of equipment you want to talk about? Um, I, any I, any add-ons? I mean, uh, let's say. Uh, uh, I call them tri bars because that's how old I am. You know, extensions for the for the bars. Um, I'm talking aero time trial wheels. I'm thinking a, a skin suit for crits or time trials. It, you know, the thermal ve- the thermal jacket that you bought that is oh, actually awesome. Yeah, that's a great jacket. Yeah. Um, so I mean, what we're on the cheap here. See, on the cheap, I don't know. I mean, when you when you look at it from our perspective, once again, we're saying racing on the cheap and training yeah. on the cheap and racing on the cheap are two very separate things. 
If you're going to go, I would not buy the thermal jacket. If you are a former skier or something, I mean, you might be able to find a jacket and layers that will be sufficient without dropping two to three hundred dollars on a thermal jacket. You you know you can layer up with long underwear and and put a shell on and yeah and you're you know you're only looking at if it's really bad weather what a two to three hour ride anyway. I think you can make do and and save that money there. But by the same token, once you buy one of those jackets, it's like the taste of human flesh. You'll never go back. I mean, <laughs> they're amazing. Oh my god, that was good. And you can probably buy them used too. A thermal jacket, a I would buy used. Um, you know. Oh, really? I would I'd see. I would never buy used clothing. I would. Well, I'm not going to buy used. I'm not shorts. even a vintage guy. Uh, no. I'm not even going into one of them hippie But a stores. jacket, a jacket that really hasn't touched skin. I mean, you're talking about a thermal jacket. You're going to get a little sweat on it. And wash the dang thing. You're racing on the cheap. Okay. Remember, we're not racing on the hygienic. We're racing on the cheap. Oh, so we're dirty racers. Well, I mean, you know, it's not exactly the cleanest sport. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> I mean, if you really Now we're getting into it. a drug thing. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think um, if, if you're getting into this on a regular basis, I, I honestly believe firmly in um, something I didn't do last year, which is the uh, time trial bars. I, my time trial bars were about as old as time itself, um, hence the word time trial. And they were, they were bad. And and they didn't even fit my new bars. That's how old mm-hmm. I, my time trial bars. So on most of my time trials, I just said, "Screw it! I'm not going to win this time trial. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to play, and I'm going to, you know, do it. Go hard and give it a yeah, try. And yeah, call it good. So, but I, I, yeah, you know, throw a little bit out there. This is if you're getting into that point where you're really going to be racing. So do that. Um, let's get into the other stuff uh, in terms of getting there um, and the events itself, the sponsorship that uh, not sponsorship entry fees. Uh, Let's let's be honest too. It's funny the four of us are we are still stuck in our high school selves. I mean, yeah. Chris Lucas and I shared a bed last year at Motel at Super Eight. You're gonna tell that story? Oh yeah, I was. Um, he was. Um, You're getting married, man. I know. He, wow. He was. It was no. It was at Bellingham, I think. She and, into this? Well, it's Chris. He's a good-looking guy. <laughs> no, I'm um, in Leisha. <laughs> oh yeah, Chris yeah, is a good-looking good guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's mind. probably why she's in it. Yeah, she's fine. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's funny because I think that is one of the habits that that just comes back to us. Like, oh, what are we doing? Well, we're all sitting around the Super Eight eating Top Ramen, or, yeah. or or instant oatmeal, or whatever, whatever it is, and and it just feels natural in those situations. And you know, when you think about it, it saves you a ton of money. 
It does. And well, you know, first of all, getting there, uh, you know, quick. Six dollar gas. Yeah. You know, get it, get in there, pile into a rig, pile into some sort of rig and just make, you know, find your way there. I mean, I, God, I remember driving. And it's down. fun. Yeah. That's a part of the game, I guess. You know, it's hopefully bike racing isn't just about being that vain guy who's, who's so worried about performing at all levels. I mean, hopefully you're enjoying something beyond that. You know, I, I remember my, you know, being with a family driving over to Seattle every Friday night for track races and stuff like that. You don't gotta. And then we do some sort of a, a crit Saturday and maybe we'd find something again on Sunday. And I mean, it was, it was every weekend. And yeah. I mean, that was awesome. I mean, I got to know my family. A lot of times we'd bring teammates. It was, I mean, it was, it was great. And I, 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 I will admit I miss those days. You know, I don't know if I'm fast enough to race those days anymore, but, um, you know, but it, it was fun traveling like that, and yeah. and that's something. I mean, I, I that would be something I'd love to hear about because you know you talk about the camaraderie of the sport. I mean, that's kind of where it's born with your teammates and you're run you're going over there and there's all these people and you know it's it's really that is those are some of my most fond memories. And even last year, I mean, you know, just traveling to Bellingham or traveling to uh, uh, Whitefish was Whitefish was a great race. That was the fun. Great Northern Stage race. Hopefully, we'll all race that again this year. Um, wow. What a good time. Yeah. And I guess that's, you know, that's the, that's my favorite part is just, it's the, sure the bike race is fun and then you got to go someplace and you got to talk about all this shit that went down, all the stories and all the the great times in there. So, I mean, that's, so anyway, um, you know, um, I think, you know, first of all, transportation, get your ass there, get everybody into a rig and get your butts there. Um, lodging, I think you can play with that. I think you can. I think you should try to have – you should be thinking about where you're racing and what the temperature is because <laughs> camping is is not a bad way to go. It's very economical. If it's really, really hot, you probably shouldn't camp. It will affect your performance. Have you if looked at the ceiling in here? If it's really, really cold – no, I mean camping in a camper is one thing with, with some sort of climate control. Yeah. But camping in a tent, which I've done in Casper, Wyoming in 100-degree weather, oh, or camping in a tent in Kamloops in the middle of spring, it does affect your performance. <laughs> I did Super Week. Did you do this Super uh, Week? No, I was in Casper, and it was a much better race, but, I mean, they were both hot. I'm, Three weeks of racing. In tent, a tent. Tent camping yeah, every night. that's nonsense. No showers. I mean, you had to sponge bath yourself every night just to try and stay clean. That's nonsense. It affects your performance. Oh, oh God. Yeah. We were, they, I remember the, the parents and the coach saying, yeah, you guys are going to be fine. You know, you just sleep every night. It's, it's nice in Milwaukee this time of year. Uh-uh. There Not, were times that, oh, man, you slept an hour and a half, and then you line up for a crit with 400 Cat 5s. or what? You know, they weren't Cat 5s. They, you know, I was a Cat yeah. 2 then, but, you know, 400 Cat 2s. And you're just going, oh, huh? Yeah, and those are fast races. Yeah, you're a lap into it, and and oh god, they had more preems at those races. You know, lap into it, and they're ringing preem ding, laps, ding, 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 and everybody's launching off the front. You got ninety nine laps to go. I still remember. I remember. You, I don't think you've ever done Casper. No, Casper Wyoming was a great race, and this anybody who's done Casper, please send us an email. I yeah. will uh, love to hear your perspective on that race because it was great, but it was punishing. It was. Uh, oh yeah. I think it was seven races in five days for juniors. Um, wow! And uh, we would you including a major hill climb, two major road races, and a, and two crits, I think, and a time trial. And uh, I think uh, I still remember at one of the da- the downtown crit, which is like the third day in or something. 
And I remember sitting there, and it was 130 degrees. It was a dry heat, so actually, I'd rather be in that than Milwaukee, to be honest with but you. But it's a dry heat. But it was so dry. It's not so bad. But it it was so hot. <laughs> um, it was. I still remember sitting there with a guy by the name of Jesse, and we were just picking at the pavement because the pavement was soft. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. First of all, you know, your kids. We had nothing better to do. We thought we'd pick at the pavement. Well, it was like on the side. It was like new pavement. Got him out of road rash. Ooh, that looks fun. Yeah, we were just sitting there. I remember just picking the pavement. I mean, it was so freaking hot. It was unreal. Oh, God. So, but it was a great race. Uh, I mean, but yeah, I mean, tent camping in that. Really? Yeah. I mean, use your head. And the other thing, like Kamloops, I still remember it was fine during the day. It was spring and everything. But, you know, that up in Kamloops, uh, British Columbia, it's you're up in the mountains. And when that sun goes down, the temperature drops, what, 20 degrees? Celsius? Yeah. (laughs) You got to go metric. You're in Canada, man. You got to go metric. Um, no, that would – yeah, okay, I'll give you that. But, I mean, we're sitting in a mobile studio slash, let's be honest, it's an RV. We thought we'd give this a shot tonight. And, uh, and you know, th- th- we didn't have this kind of stuff. This would have been luxury. Yeah. But how many would you fit in something like this? We don't necessarily know. I mean, but you've got – we've got AC. We've got all this, you know, fridge, microwave, three beds. Uh, yeah, and all that kind of stuff. I mean, if you can afford this kind of stuff, or if you can find somebody with this stuff, get your ass in it. Um, I don't know. I mean, I've I've seen I've gone to races before, and I've seen people at campgrounds tent camping. You know, that was Lewiston in in midsummer where it's really nice, and you know this. You know, people. I'm are, not saying people don't tent camp. I'm not saying don't tent camp. But if you are, if it is your a race, if it is your race of the year. Consider things like nutrition and temperature before yeah. you make that plan. Sh- would it be better for you to pay a little more and double up the room so it's a little cheaper yeah. at a Super 8? Can you stay in a Motel 6? Can you, Can you? you know, is there a way for you to get there, get your sleep, get your nutrition, and not freeze your ball? Uh, your yeah. You, you could say freeze. Both. Yeah, yeah. No Not freeze. Genitalia. Yeah. I no, I like you that. losing my genitalia. Yeah. The race. My balls. I would like my balls back, Where please. Have they gone? Did I did I put some down on the entry fee? U.S. testicles. Mm-hmm. I just said French and Spanish at the same time. I think. U.S. testicles. So. No, that sounds Spanish again. Yeah. I don't know. U.S. me balls. Yes, <laughs> they are gone. <laughs> Bonjour. Um, um, food. And now you mentioned this earlier when you're talking about the hitting the grocery store and just rocking that stuff down. I'm all for that. I've always been about that. If I could get a place where, if I could get a hotel room with, with a, a kitchenette, with a kitchenette, I'd be all about that because I know where it's coming from. I know what I what I'm eating. Well, the the funniest thing, and this is this is going to sound like a bit of a digression, but it really isn't. Is we've done the a trip to Kona, Hawaii. And we go. We used to go every year, and it's. I, hopefully, maybe we'll go this year. I don't know, but uh, to go see the the world championships of triathlon, and that would be an awesome thing for Pack Filler to go do. And anybody wants to sponsor that trip for us, we would be happy to do it for free. Oh, just, we'll, we'll take those bids. Yeah, actually, if you get yeah. us airfare. Yeah. You get us uh, airfare, beer, beer, and, beer, and yeah. we'll maybe do I'll sleep on the beach. There. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah. to to really get get to the point, um, there's a place Kona Coast Hawaii has kitchenettes, and we would go with like ten to fifteen people, and wow. you would you'd buy one meal for everyone, and everybody would buy one meal. Oh, gotcha! And so you would cook, and you know you kind of think, well, I'm on vacation, maybe I want to go out to dinner, and and you could if you wanted to. Nobody said you had to be there, but the most fun of the day was. 
cooking dinner for everybody and then everybody's sitting around and having like a little party at night. And it's the same with cycling. I mean, realistically, if you do something like that, you can travel very, very inexpensively. And it, the food is 100 times better. I mean, the, the, the food that you would get, say, in Hawaii, you're looking at these great meals that people would really put thought and effort into. And it, was, it would cost you $100 at a restaurant. You know, and instead it costs you nothing because yeah. they're, you know, it costs you a couple hundred bucks to feed everybody the one night. And then you're done. And then That's you're it. done. Yeah. You know, and it was, I, systems like that can make all the difference when you're traveling and cycling. And honestly, it's more enjoyable there. I mean, you know, there's, what is it? Uh, Chow Mamba that we went to in, uh, you know, Whitefish. Oh Montana. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's a great place. And maybe you want to go out to dinner one night or something like that and treat yourself. That's great. But if you're racing and you're looking for performance food, I would say the grocery store is the best way to go. And actually eating on the cheap is probably eating the best way possible. Yeah. I remember remember an old teammate who used to leave Spokane with a uh, bag of Great Harvest dinner rolls and a jar of peanut butter. Uh Uh-huh. And this is what he'd live on for the entire week. Huh. Until we'd all break down, look at him, and go, "God, you're you know you're third overall, and you're wasting away." Let's let's here here, Gav, come on with us. You need something. You you feel better. It'll be good. And we feed him, and he'd be good to go. But this is one of those mutants who would, you know, get bored in the middle of winter and say, "You know what? I'm gonna quit my job and I'm gonna ride across the country on a single speed." You know, one of those mutants back then. And I think we identified those in the past show. Yes, but, we know, have. Um, Freak guy, but really cool guy. I, James Franzen was his name. James, I don't know where you are now, but Hope one of those doing legends well. in the country, you know, that would just do mutant things, but would eat, uh, go to a three day stage race with a bag of bread rolls and a jar of peanut butter and ask those if rolls he could, are great though. They are. <laughs> they're huge and they're they're heavy. They're, oh, they're, they're like they're really good. We used to call what Rob? I think we called them um, cobblestones. <laughs> And they're delicious. I mean, you can eat them plain. I mean, they're really, they're kind of sweet. Yeah. They're really good. I still remember, I, my favorite food description was Paul Dahlke re- referring to a, a hostess uh, fruit pies as power pies. He just called them power pies. You're out on a ride in the middle of nowhere. All you can find is a truck stop. You have already bonked. Power pull, pie. Pull over and get a power pie, baby. That'll give you at least another 15, maybe 45 minutes tops, but it'll get you that much closer to home when you're, when you know, the devil's in, on your shoulder laughing at you. If you've got the money to buy a power yeah. pie, I mean, I can only imagine how good that would taste. Oh, I've done that before. I've done, I've sat on the curb on the side of a truck stop on the way home from Mount Spokane, which our teammate Roger, for some reason, loves to freaking ride up and down. And then I'll go up it, and I'll come down, and I'll get I, down. For those of you who are not here, and, and chime in if you've got an opinion on this. Oh. I've heard that Mount Spokane is a more difficult climb than Lapduaz. I agree. And I tell you. You I, agree? I agree. Have you been up Lapduaz? I have in my mind. Yes, me too. And yes. I think Mount Spokane is far more difficult. It is. <laughs> I've been on Mount Spokane in my mind too, and I wake up sweating. Uh, I tell you, I've I've been sitting on the curb of a gas and sip with a can of Coke and a power pie, one in each hand, and I, I, I'm pretty sure people would have driven by and saw me crying. Do you – I don't know if you were on this ride. It was a Team Spokane ride, and our, uh, our, our coach at the time – um, we, we were all riding yeah. and it was a brutal ride out by, um, Cheney. And okay. I still remember one of our teammates, Curtis, um, <laughs> flatted or something like that. So he was in the car and, uh, I still remember Roger, um, goes over and, and I, I mean, 
Roger was, we were, I look over and he's like shimmying his butt. He's trying to get a flat. Because <laughs> the ride sucked that bad. I mean, it was so windy. It was just like, you know, and then we're all looking at him. He's going, oh, you jerk. You know, and you're stronger than all of us. Yeah. And uh, he's like, and he hears this. Pss! He's like, yes. Coach drives up. <laughs> Coach drives up. Here you go, Raj, and hands him hands him Curtis's rear wheel. And Raj's like, "Yeah, no, and, you're standing in so, the middle of the road." And so I still Come remember um, we're sitting there and we're all just riding. And we hit the tailwind and we we were going towards the gas and sip. And it was a death march. It was probably an 80, 90 mile oh. day in the winds, and it was just brutal. And uh, we get to this truck stop, and there's the coach with a half case of um, Coke. And Twinkies. And I don't even like Twinkies. And th- that was probably God, the best thing 12. I've ever eaten. Oh, my God. I mean, everybody's just sitting there eating Twinkies. And you'd swear it was a bunch of heroin addicts that finally, I mean, it was the best thing ever. And, you know, that's why we do the sport. No, the, yeah. Those moments of it's really hard and then it's really great. And you don't yeah. have to win. Oh, yeah. I, I Honestly, some of my best memories happen on training rides on and rides marches. without the guys. Yeah. I remember b- back in the Olympic Training Center when I was living there. And we'd have uh, our coach in the middle of a freaking winter in in uh, Colorado uh-huh. stopping, pulling alongside us, handing us a bottle Plastic bottle, mind you, I, I now think of BPA and all this stuff now that people worry about. But handing me a bottle that is almost melting because he's put hot tea with enough enough honey in it to just, oh, God, a ton of honey. And it was just hot red rose tea. And when you're freezing your ass off, this would be one of the best tasting things in the world. Oh, bet. It's just you're freezing. Oh, my God, it tastes so good. Yeah. And, and you know it's it, those you're right. There are those things that you just pray for, you just wish for, you just please God let me. You know it's it's like you're out on a ship at sea for thirty days and you're dreaming of yeah. something. You know you start to look at your teammates and see them as roast chickens and things like that. Yeah, when you're sitting there kind of licking the salt off there, I'm going, hey, how you doing? Yeah, yeah God. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you really don't do that. And you want to rub that arm in butter. Mm, butter. <laughs> you might eat. You might just eat butter plain at that point. I All would. Right. I'd eat a stick of butter. But anyway, I would say you know, as far as eating on the cheap and as far as those types of things, yeah. you can you can get by pretty darn well. I I even say there are tailor made foods for endurance athletes these days that are spectacular. They're great products. Power bars have come a long ways. Um, gels have come a long ways. But there are things you can I do. I think you're going to say butt has come along. No, ways. no, no. But there are things that you can eat and and even and even train on that may be cheaper than those. If you really think about it, if you're taking, you know, like say 3 gels per ride, then that ride's costing you 6, 7 bucks per ride. Yeah. You know, th- you can think of things like that, but I don't know. I mean, it, it just depends. You may be able to get by on you know fruit if you've whatever, got a two yeah, hour whatever ride. happened to bananas in the gr- good old fashioned Nature Valley granola bars? Nature Valley granola bars, I believe, are somewhat hard to digest and full of fat, but they're delicious. Oh, they're no, the they're big great. crunchy ones. Yeah, I think I, I think those are those, full of fat. Eating those, you're breathing so hard, you inhale a little bit. Yeah, you yeah. get a little flake, choke <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh. they are delicious. I I've got no, I'm, I'm not going to bag on granola bars because I've I'll take them out on rides to this day. I do think. There's better bars out there than granola bars, hands down. The uh, the power bars have come so far that, I mean, there's so many different flavors. There, I mean, yeah, you and I are a bit jaded because I think when we when we were sponsored by Power Bar that one year when they gave us like 600 dozen malt nut. Oh, malt nut and, and wild berry, malt and nut, chocolate, chocolate and wild berry. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I, to this day, I cannot eat the chocolate. Um, oh, I love the chocolate. I don't like the chocolate. I, 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 the malt nut I could choke down. The wild berry was like. Really? Wild berry was terrible. Really? What? What is this that you've done? Yeah, I'm you've, not, you've don't do bastardized. This. Friends, friends don't let friends. friends. What have you done? Oh God! But I gotta admit, like a <laughs> cookies and cream power bar. I mean, if you're on yeah. a long ride, that sucker hits the spot. Those are all right. And uh, and it's good. It's good solid nutrition. Um, I think. Sorry to my friends at Hammer. You don't sponsor me. Your bars suck. Uh, your your huh? your chocolate chip bars. I, in my humble personal opinion, blow. You know, there's a bar. The you know what I like on cooler days, uh, the balance bars. I think those are Never great. Had one um, they're they're basically a diet bar, you know, for for people. But it's a great bar. I have a, t- um, I have a tough time balancing my uh, manhood, but I love the Luna bars because they're apparently only for girls. They are delicious. They are. <laughs> they are absolutely delicious. I and guilty. I do feel I do feel a little guilty yeah. eating them, but they are delicious. Quit, quit looking at me. I'm not. I'm not gay just because I'm eating a Luna bar. Not that there's anything wrong with not that. Not there's anything wrong with that. Quit looking at me. Quit looking at me. Just because I shaved my le- wax my legs. Yeah, and my wife bought it, and I was hungry, and I've got a wife. She's just not here right now. And it's delicious. And there are Luna bars. You see there's my a lot poodle? Of good, I, I do. <laughs> I have a poodle. You do have a poodle. Oh, you, crap. I teach there's drama. A, there's and a I just, gay man lurking somewhere, isn't maybe there? Maybe I am gay. So what? But there are various bars. Maybe you could skimp there too. I think that's a cheap way to go. Um, yeah. Definitely, yeah. definitely some food and training options. But some of that tailor-made stuff. I think Goo makes a lot of great products too. Yeah. Uh, but once again, you're going to pay a premium for it. I do love the pineapple roctane gel. Oh, that's good. That just sounded weird. Yeah, pineapple roctane. Yeah, that it's, sounds uh, like you've got a drug problem. Because so good. <laughs> <laughs> tapping your arm, um, you know. So I guess I guess when we come down to it, there are ways. Let's be honest. The ways to do the sport on the cheap is to take a little maybe vanity out of it. I would say yeah. I would say yeah. And also, a li- it's going to be a little more effort. I think you know if I don't know if there is a good replacement for say gels, but maybe there is. Um, Can you qualify under the Velominati rules and still be cheap? I think you can for I think some of the Velominati rules would probably disallow other things. So like, you know, I mean some of the more expensive things too. Velominati rules are Yeah, are they're, really, they're, they're anti power meter. Yeah, they are definitely anti power meter. So yeah. I, I did you ever look at uh what the uh, hot link for twat waffle is? <laughs> They have a. Uh, they have a rule. <laughs> there goes the R rating setting on the show. They a, everybody, they have a rule. It Quad says <laughs> it says it is always about the bike. Anybody who says it's not about the bike shall be deemed a twat waffle. <laughs> You and, said it. Uh, now that's three times on the show. We've passed our PG thirteen rating. Yeah, it's too bad. <laughs> um, but uh, but then you click the link. I would inc- I would encourage everyone to click that link. Though see, I am I'm a on huge it right fan. now. What rule is that? Uh, I want to say uh, it's like eight. If you don't follow this show and w- with uh, follow our website and then watch, uh, and then and then stick your ass on. Velominati.com while you're doing it. And because we always refer to one of the rules here, which is one of the most perfect pieces of online literature I've ever read in my entire life. Oh, I think, I think it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Um, is it rule eight? It. I don't know if it's no, rule eight. No, rule eight. It's one of the first ten, I think. You know, we are at that point of the show where I actually have the, the rules of the show. 
Oh, okay. You and, got the rule? Yeah, I have. Uh, you know what? I'm throwing in two, and uh, you'll understand why I'm throwing in two. Um, oh, is that that you cannot allow someone to break the rules? No. Uh, they both have a, one is one is a uh, one's for serious, and the other one's I'm, I'm trying to get a rise out of you. So right. uh, the actual official rule of the show, you're going to have to go with me on this one. See, I don't have internet on the computer you gave me, which is yes, you awesome. Do. Yeah, it's been great. I can't even pull up our own website. You can't? No. Your computer I don't know, I mean I don't know how to say this. You getting a little PMSE on me? Perhaps maybe I mean how do I say it delicately? Oh my god, you had perhaps maybe Sucks ass. Yeah, you did PMS. That was perfect. Perfect. Um Oh there, now I'm on. Now I'm oh, on. See? Awesome. See, you just had to be an asshole about it. Yeah, all right. Rule number forty one. Quick release angle on the front oh. skewer shall be an upward angle which tightens just aft, just behind of the fork. And the rear quick release, I want all of my triathlete friends to listen to this. The rear quick release shall tighten at an angle that bisects angle between the seat and the chainstays. Does that sound confusing? No. Because it shouldn't. You bend the, the front quick release... Toward just behind the fork blade, the front, uh, the rear quick quick release goes between at a perfect angle between the chain stay and the seat stay. Okay, if acceptable, however, to it is acceptable to have the rear tighten upward just after the no. Okay, when the construction of the frame or dropouts. But anyway, for time trial, you can put them both backwards in a horizontal position facing the rear of the bike. But if I had a dollar. For every triathlete I've gone for a ride with who has that tri that skewer facing directly back. Off. Or directly forward. But Makes no sense. Most of the time I see it off behind them. And I guess it's probably because they don't do mass start events. Yeah. Death. I remember when I was a kid, I was a young little punk, and, they, and somebody said, got to bend that sucker forward in the rear. Because you never know when you're in pack, somebody's going to bump into you and ding your wheel and catch that quick release and you're going to your rear wheel is going to be all askew and you're going to be screwed. Yeah. Let's play. Let's let's if you're a triathlete, take a look at your bike. Take a look at it right now. We'll wait. Okay. Okay, time's up. Look at the rear wheel. If that skewer is facing anywhere but between the the two stays, the chain stay and the seat stay, fix them. Fix it. Because it makes me crazy, and you're not going to gain that much time. Let's. I want to throw out the time trial rule on there. I actually, I don't think you're going to gain any time. Buy no. a better skewer. Yes. Um, buy better wheels. Exactly. And okay. And honorable mention rule number forty-two: a bike ride race shall never be preceded with a swim and or followed by a run. <laughs> that's an honorable rule. Yeah, you know, that's one of the rules you can break. And I just said that because we have some a uh, lot of triathlete friends and we do we we do announce triathlons and you compete in them. I've done one and I can't swim. Um but uh, but those are our That's our a great rules it's a great sport, but yeah. Show. Oh man, that's awesome. The honorable mention rule of the show, you know, and so there you go. Um we're getting down in time, but uh, did you find the I'm I'm on oh, okay. Pactel or let me Vellum. No, I thought you were looking at Vellum and I. I do have the top five. Oh, hit me. Top five of the show, and and this is kind of something you mentioned a little earlier, and I thought it was hilarious that you keep mentioning these things, and I'm going to mention in the show. Top five things you still do or eat, even though you know it ruins your training. Top five. Top five. 
Top five. Top five. I would say. Let's start with number one. The the thing you still do or eat or consume that's that you, ruins your training, even though you do it, even though. Oh, do it anyway. Boy. Uh, I'd say pasta. Pasta. You're you're full of crap. No, I'd say like like really good pasta, like with the cream sauce. Really? Yeah, I think that's that's a bad thing to eat. Um, I'm gonna hold mine up to my camera right now. Oh no, that's number one. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm number, one. number one. Oh, drink beer. Thanks to the Alaskan Amber people. Tonight. Oh yes, absolutely. The beer tonight is brought by Alaskan Amber. It's an alt style beer. Um, it's absolutely delicious. For those of you who don't have it microbreweries, is. too bad. Fools. Um, yeah. You know, I will say one thing: the Pacific Northwest has some of the best beer in the world. We win. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like our Aussie and our Chinese people, friends to to log in. If but I don't. I don't know if I can do that. I was tempted. I was actually tempted to bring Fosters because I do want to mention someone on the show tonight, and I hope she's listening. Yep. Um, the gal who wrote us from Australia, and she actually characterized herself as a fixie douchebag, <laughs> and I have to give her a shout out because, oh my word, one thing. No matter what, this girl races track, yeah. rides a fixie in traffic, and can dish out the hurt. So I do not think she qualifies under the rule of fixie douchebag at all. And I really – I just think thank you so much for taking the time and just wanted to give you a shout-out. And please keep listening to the show because we love having you on there. And anytime you, you want to you know, contact us further or you, there's something you want to hear on the show, please let us know. Lizanne is her first name. Lizanne, do you call him douchebags? Because I'd love to, I'd love to have you call in and actually call them like they do. Because I, you know, I, our accent's so stupid. Our, our is, accent is yours stupid. is probably sexy. Yes. yes. <laughs> Crikey. Yay. Um. Uh. No, I won't say that. That's offensive. Um. But okay. So we're gonna admit first one's beer. beer I would say. Wine. Oh yeah, but I'd say that's like number one. I mean, the hooch. Any, yeah. Any alcohol whatsoever actually is pretty damaging. We're starting at the top. Yeah, okay. Booze. Yeah, booze. Booze. Hands Love down. it. Still do it, even though I know it's it's bad against my... Absolutely. My I was starting low. I was going, yeah, okay. pasta, because you can go either way on pasta. It's yeah. good food, but it's not good. I'm going to tell you my second one. Okay. And I had one the other day. was, oh, my God. You've been to Waddell's up here on the South Hill? It's a pub. I have, and I think they've got a pretty good burger, if I remember correctly. That's exactly it. A good pub burger. I had this bad boy with uh, jalapenos with pepper jack on it, and it was it was quite possibly heaven on a bun. Almost, I mean, I would say that between the Five Guys Burger and Fries uh, place, just freaking awesome. That and so, good. mine's pub grub. I would say you know I don't I've, do it all the time. I've done pretty good at cutting that out, but I do think mine's going to switch because at the office, a lot of times I'll buy the office lunch. Okay. You know, I mean, like, not a lot of times, maybe a couple times a week or once a week or something. And the food I buy is usually crap. And, you know, I'd say that's something I do. And, and I don't know why. I mean, it's easy to go get. It's easy to order. And, yeah, I buy crap. And I'm sorry to the girls in the office, too, because they they like it, too. And so then, you know, it can't so be good for them either. you're just fueling the disease. I really am. And I, I find it delicious sometimes. <laughs> but to be honest with you, yeah, I think I've, I've been a good – I've done a good job of cutting that out for the most part. But uh, every now and then – and there's also this place, the High Nooner at the courthouse – has breakfast sandwiches with bacon on them that are delicious. Everything and I get goes like better with bacon. And oh, one a week! You're beating me, man. I think one a week, and they're delicious. Oh, that's nice. Okay, next on the list, um, and you got to insert any brand that you choose from. Uh, mine's the Snickers candy bar. 
Snickers candy bar. Now, you probably have your candy. You're just like, oh. This one goes out to Roger. It's like I a Hooster's Power Bar. just love Power Neckos. Bar. No, I don't. I can't stand Neckos. I think they're disgusting. But uh, you like I Neckos? like the Snickers with almonds, actually. The Do Snickers. you like Neckos? No, I, I think You said it. Well, no, because I, Roger has given me crap um, going into the, the bachelor party. I'm sure I'll get Neckos or something Neko like that. Necco wafers? I hate those things. Those things are nasty, especially <laughs> you get down to the black ones. It's like, oh, crap, i got to give this to somebody or use it to level a chair or I something didn't know like there that. Were black ones. Oh, really? I had no idea. I've never even opened you, a pack. You lie like a rug. Oh, my God. What have you done? You've been eating those You're things? You're a liar. No, we used See, to play. Uh... God, you brought me down again. You're making no. me look like the schmuck who does the, all the. I do. I do. Ooh, like... toilet water flows the other way. <laughs> yeah, that worked out well. <laughs> um, I, uh, I still think uh, I would say the, uh, the, the Snickers with almonds. It's delicious. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Ice cream, anything like that. Oh, ice cream, like the uh, Ben and Jerry's cookie dough. No. And I, I don't even really, I, I don't think I've ever had another kind of Ben and Jerry's. I just found the cookie dough and I'm good. Chunky Monkey. I've never had it. Oh, it's banana flavored ice cream uh-huh. with chocolate chunks and nuts in it. That's probably and really I'm, good. I got yeah, I'm drooling can, there. Yeah, you can eat that. I was drooling. Yeah, that's good. I was drooling. That was good. You know, the other thing that kills me is pizza. Like if like the amount of salt in pizza. I love pizza. I know. And Especially it's... Papa Murphy's. By the way, oh. Papa Murphy's is our post podcast meal. Oh, I love that. <laughs> By the way, I got it tonight. So nice. Um yeah. Uh and I, I I'm gonna combine number four and number five. So okay. if you can come up with something that's number that's another one in there. Number four and number five is is dead honest. Everybody I've ever known who's owned a bike store or everybody I know mind you it's you and me who announces bike races mm-hmm. it's the worst thing you could do to ever want to be a bike racer mm-hmm. is get involved in the sport in a way that you could potentially profit from yes it it ruins your life it it honestly does it uh, everybody i know who's opened a bike store has stopped cycling it it's it it's terrible. Allison in L.A., Allison at Bike Effect, I want you to come on to the next show and tell me if you've been able to ride. Because every time I see her involved in an event, she's wearing street clothes. Oh, yeah. You can't be a cyclist and open a bike store. Or at least have a successful bike store. Yeah. yeah. I think, uh, yeah. I I, mean, I don't know. I, I run into that uh, just the idea. I think the one thing that's interesting is, and this is an entire show topic, would be when you have a career that you're working at during the day and it makes you tired. Yeah. You know, that's any career. Let's I know. Honest. And that's what I mean. Any career. That's what I'm saying. Any adult career, it makes you tired. Yeah. You know, and then you've got kids and all that, which I don't, but well, you're I've almost do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but, uh, Sorry, you know, almost do. That sounded horrible. Well, almost do, but no, it's, yeah, I'd say, you know, I, have I mean, you do in a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. I, we'll just call him that now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, I really don't think um, these aren't excuses. It's something that's – they are excuses that you use, but they really aren't excuses. They are really – I'd say four and five for me are failures to follow rule five. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I do sometimes fail at following rule five. I mean, yeah. I think you if you have a good two, three weeks following rule five, you feel better, you feel good – 
And then you can fall off it really easy in this adult life. Yeah. It's really easy to get soft. And that's interesting. It. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, maybe not today. I'll just go and, you know, maybe go grab a beer with friends or I'll, you know, I'll, I'll go and, you know, I'll do this. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it. You know, I, yeah, I get up early, you know, and uh, let's face it. I don't get up early. I like getting up early when I do get up oh, early. I God. feel like a stud. Yeah. You know, I feel like I could take on the You world. are a hard ass. Yeah. You get up. And yeah. when I went, but yeah, I like my sleep. And yeah. so. You know, I don't know. It's just interesting. I think uh, failures to follow rule five or failures to be accountable to yourself and others is probably four and five combined to me. You you came up with five. Four, we'll go with four being that, but five, you came up with five. Yeah. I think just, you know, those types of things, it's easy to do. And I think it's easier. The older you get, the easier it is to do because you're a little more insular. You have maybe your own family. You have – it's easier to hide, if you will. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. We're going to end the show before we get to uh, going in, but I'm going to end the show with a new stuff segment, um, a very quick new stuff segment. It is the time of the year when running is it happens, and I apologize if it happens to you because I'm not a runner, mm-hmm. um, but I, I do run. And uh, my segment to end the show is, is, is the new gear, and this new gear, in theory, is a new gear you should not do to yourself. And, Mark, you can change, you can add your opinion, you can change my mind in whatever way you want, but my new stuff that I'm going to talk about is the trend that is the five-fingered shoes. You know uh, what I'm talking about? I know exactly The ones that look like about. those glorified slippers that feet, fit every single toe. And, and, and I, I mean, I, I'm not even going to disagree with you but i want to okay. hear your problem with this shoe i have a problem with this this shoe number one because of the people who wear them okay that i know that makes me sound like an asshole but i've come to that fact that i am an asshole number two things you just number two accept, I, I i think the kind of type of person who wears them is either a fad fanatic or a person who um is kind of the hippie style who wants to look like they're not necessarily following the norm even though i think they are the norm and uh it's and then i see people running in them and i just are are you kidding me um and okay i guess my and my my second rule my second reason why i hate them is i see people running in them and i'm I'm really thinking to myself come on then again i ran in newton's so i'm just as guilty so i I, I don't know i mean i I one let me let me go ahead and back you up to start because a lot of times I play the devil's advocate with what what you say. You do and you let do me, wonderfully me, because you back. make me look like an idiot, and I I, I think our listeners like that. Let me let like me back idiot. this up though to start because the first part of the five fingered shoes is where would you wear them? There is a gentleman who wore them to court. I think that was probably a mistake. It was an what? attorney representing a client, and he wore five fingered shoes to court. That was a mistake. That is always a mistake. That is, I mean, you will be considered a douchebag if you wear them. I was going to say, are you going to call him a douchebag? Now, there's another fad, for lack of a better word, and I don't know if it's a fad because really it was all the rage in the Stone Age, um, barefoot running. <laughs> um, and and that's the big thing. Now, the problem. <laughs> that, that, that's how cars used to be powered, too. Yeah. And uh, so. You've got uh, you've got the barefoot running that's I think taken off and and some people will actually say well it's great it strengthens other other muscles in your legs yeah and it's good for balance and things but I mean barefoot running if you're going to barefoot run in a 
city, there's glass, and there's, I mean, really anywhere. So for that reason, I'm going to go ahead and give the five-fingered shoes perhaps a pass if you want to do barefoot running, but you do not want stitches. Now, having said that, the reason... That was a big sigh. The reason people don't do barefoot running in the Olympics is because it's slower, and it doesn't work very well, and you get hurt easier. So... I don't know. I mean, if you want to wear five-fingered shoes, that's great. I think they look really foolish. I think um, there's a reason you're you don't use fat, you don't man. have foot gloves. Um, yeah. they'll be they'll be great accessories to a 2010 party or something like that. But yeah, I uh, I I don't know. I mean, you know, maybe maybe I'll be proven wrong and we'll all be wearing five-fingered shoes here in no time. But me personally, I see no good reason to do it. I don't see a performance enhancement. You don't see runners really real runners, fast runners doing it. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe poor runners do the barefoot running. Very, yeah. Very poor runners. Um, it's all the rage and and. Africa and third world countries is they they really love barefoot running there because yeah because they can't lions are shoes. chasing them yeah um, but uh, <laughs> faster <laughs> oh crap be amazed it, you you don't need high quality footwear in that I do moment. not want to be dinner mm-hmm. yeah yeah so I I would say I I, I got to kind of back you up on that I don't see a good reason for them I guess you know it's kind of like one of those things you wear whatever you want on your feet don't wear them to court when are they going to pl- uh, slap an spd clap on the bottom of those things and people are going to be wearing them on tandem tours i think uh, it's only a matter of time well i mean yeah go they're for just it. like they're just like the uh the the teva but Not I, teva teva didn't make them keen made them i think or teva made them too i think yeah sandals with the the bike cleat on the bottom I never saw those. Oh God, you were you're very fortunate. I feel good. Yeah. I feel good. I'm good. Yeah, yeah I, I don't see a reason for them, but you know, if you have them and you have an opinion on it, um, go ahead and share it with us. I I think barefoot running there are there. I've heard that there are like limited benefits to barefoot running. To me, the potential for injury far outweighs any potential benefit. Uh, you should just get your ass out there and run. Exactly. By the ASICs. Um, unless you're me, don't run unless when chased. But I mean, you know, by the same token, like if you want to keep your hands warm, wear mittens. <laughs> and, uh, you know, unless you're grabbing things with your toes, I don't know why you would wear five fingered toe. Why, why do you want to separate the little guys? Why can't they talk? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, hey, little toe, hey, big toe. Solitary I mean, why can't they just talk? Yeah. Why, why are you doing that? That's not They've how toes bad. are. Yeah, yeah, toes aren't meant to be like that. They've apparently been bad. Yeah, so I, I even sandals, they they let all the toes be together. Yeah. I mean, that's ridiculous. So if you're Grow a hippie, up. go barefoot or yeah. just leave the stupid $100 shoes that do nothing at yeah. home. I, yeah, I guess I really don't see a benefit other than the barefoot jogging. I think I see some benefit to that because you may keep yourself out of stitches. There we go. <laughs> but why would you do that anyway? Lesson learned, boys and girls. <laughs> Lesson learned. This has been a long podcast. My name is Pat Bolger. I'm Mark Hudson. We have been an, at the end of yet another edition of the Pack Filler Podcast. Thank you, everybody, for sticking with us through a little technical glitch. If you hear a pause in the podcast, that was my fault. Uh, we will be back here in, well, we'll probably be back here in two weeks. We're going to be talking up a couple more events in the schedule. In the meantime, drop us a note. So let, we like hearing those things. And, and one of the best things I think I've been hearing through the notes is more shows. And we yeah. are getting to that. I think we're looking at going to three shows a month in June. Yep. If not if if the, if not more than that, yeah. I think that's the kind of the idea we're looking at here. And thank you for the numbers, everybody. The numbers have gone through the roof. Uh, this last month has, has more than uh, doubled our past months. And uh, we would love to know why the hell you're doing it. But And, and by the cares? same token, I do think... You know, if we ever say something that you take offense to, why don't you why don't you hold us 
accountable. Please yeah. do because we're Chime not in. we're not going for the G Gordon Liddy show. We Just really yet. do care about what you have to say. We may not agree with you. We may think, you know, that that you're wrong and stupid. But by the same token, you know, everybody, if if you want to say something to us and you think that we're dead wrong, please tell us and come on the show. Even I mean. Yeah, give your give your opinion a, a, a way to go because just like Lizanne, I think I hard for me to call her a fixie douchebag when that girl can throw down. Exactly. Um, and so, just a shout out to anybody who's ever contacted the show and everybody who's listened to the show on the rides and stuff. Nothing. There's no better compliment than that. If you're out training, listening to us, God bless you. Yeah, drop us a note. We've been getting plenty of them. Maybe I'll start bringing more of them up on the air. So uh, until then, stay tuned, boys and girls. We will talk to you next time. Destination banger, Maine. Ooh, worn out suit and shoes. I don't pay no union dues. I smoke old stogies I have found. Short but not too big around. I'm a man of means by no means. King of the road. I know every engineer on every train. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.